Sci-Fi for Me presents Jason Hunt and Timothy Harvey. This is the H2O Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to uh, this. Um, oh, wait, that's an interesting, uh, interesting juxtaposition of images. I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at the controls here in uh, in OBS, and my my microphone is in a weird spot. It's not where I normally expect to find it. My name is Jason Hunt. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this uh, special edition of the H2O podcast. And uh, Joining me from across town, Mr. Timothy Harvey. Hello. And tonight is a, 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 a little bit different scenario, a little bit different setup, because we're in different places, and it's a different night, and it's a different time. It's, it's all different. Um, all new, all different. Yes. Yeah, so all of the uh, all of the graphic elements that we normally use on these things are have somehow vanished. Uh, so I've got to I've got to look for those. Um, I'm not exactly sure what's going on with this. The gremlins have been have been active uh, since Saturday. Uh, today's discussion. Uh, speaking of Saturday, uh, we are going to get into uh, our the uh, the C two E two experience. Our uh, yeah. our attempt. Our, our Sort of a half a half a loaf success at uh, at broadcasting from Chicago, um, and then of course today I, I don't know if, if it was kind of a last minute thing that we laid on the the Apple TV announcements. We uh, we went ahead and streamed reaction to that over on our Twitch channel, and then right after that, Play, Sony PlayStation had their new thing that they're trying called the State of Play, which. Mm -hmm. uh, which ended up being uh, a whole lot of VR games, and that was where we introduced our new uh, games correspondent, Mr. Zant Durham, uh, who's going to be writing articles and reviews and, and handling some of that uh, for us. Which and is really great, considering how many genre games there are that we just don't cover, because a lot of us aren't gamers. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've made the, the joke uh, several times that I peaked at Atari 2600, so it's nice to have somebody who I mean I can fake it, you know I can do my research and I can you know I'm looking at streams and I see uh, I see certain you know games you know, titles of games mentioned so I kind of I kind of am a, a peripherally aware of what's going on in the gaming world yeah but not anything like. I should if if you're getting really into you know covering that as a beat uh, as it were. So it's good to have uh, somebody who who knows that uh, that universe uh, who's I, able to do stuff. So I like playing. I like playing video games. I like console games. I like you know. Um, I have. I actually own a few. They're not new, and they've been—they haven't been new for a while. But I used to, you know, uh, uh, American McGee's Alice. Mm -hmm. I played quite a bit when it was out. Um, the Resident Evil games. I enjoyed those. I enjoyed playing them. But the reality is, is in my life right now, I just don't have time. 
Well, I think I, that's the as case. As much as I would Williams. love to. Yeah. Well, see, and I, I, uh, I had a PC version of uh, Starfleet Academy, mm-hmm. which was a really fun game. I bought a joystick for it and everything, and I'm controlling the ship. And I went to look for it the other day, <clears throat> a while back, and I couldn't find it. And the only thing I can think of is at some point I, I must have sold it at Half Price Books for some reason or another probably having to do with my ex-wife but we won't get into that but i don't have the game anymore <clears throat> and uh and i was looking for it and i thought it'd be really nice to have that game again but you know i haven't uh i haven't uh done anything with it so um yeah the fun part is is that now that a lot of my games that were actually on CDs are old enough that a my laptop may not have its CD drive right in. And B, even if it does, I have to download so many patches to get the old disc to talk to the new system that it's like, huh. I mean, I've got a copy of Doom. Um, <laughs> in fact, funny story, Doom 3, see, right here. Um, you, know what this is, you know what this is currently being used for? Paperweight? It, no, it's being used as a barrier to block my cat with the teeth from gnawing on the cable. Uh, it and and a stack of, of, of Blu-rays and DVDs are actually this barrier so that it doesn't chew through my internet cable. Well, uh, Tom, Thomas Townley over at Multiverse Tonight, he says he still has his Atari 2600. Tom, keep keep it, uh, preserve it, and uh, and and uh, it may it may be valuable someday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I was I was wondering. I got to thinking. Um, I don't know if I don't know if ours is still in the garage somewhere at home or not. I I want to say that it might be. Um, my my mother has a has a tendency to keep things around sure, a little my bit. Sure, folks do too. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that includes the Fisher Price playsets, the McDonald's, and right. the Holiday Inn, and the Texaco. That's those are those are still there in a box are, in, a, in the garage somewhere. There are Weebles, Weebles, in my parents' basement from when yes. I was a child. They don't fall down. Or, they wobble, but they don't. <laughs> um, there's also about half uh, half a dozen uh, Star Trek model kits in various stages of broken. Oh yeah, uh, well. I've got a box of I've got a box of model kits and still sitting still sitting in the garage at home is an unassembled cutty sark. Oh. And it's a big one. I got mm-hmm. I got some oh this is just gonna be huge and never put it together. It's probably been <laughs> it's probably been in the garage for 35 40 years now so you know it's like it's a collector it's probably a collector's item at <laughs> it's this probably point. probably so <laughs> oh i tell you there's a i went home one time uh here not too long ago went back to dallas and um there is a hobby shop that we used to go to when i was a kid wild bill's hobby shop that is probably the most comprehensive selection of model kits anywhere um you know the stuff that you, a frankenstein diorama i mean 
old stuff and things that you would not expect to find anymore. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, really old. You know the 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 Spock diorama with the with the creature that he's firing the phaser at. Yeah. Uh-huh. Those things, and he's got, you know, they've got. Um, you know, snap together kits and Ertl and AMT and you know all all the different versions of the Star Trek models and cars and you know all of the remote control stuff. I mean, it's just wall to wall and it's up floor to ceiling and there's stuff stacked on stacked on stacked and you just have to start digging through boxes just to see what he's got. It's a it's an amazing shop. If I had a couple of years worth of income to just throw in there it might yeah. maybe cover it but not enough so <laughs> it's a great shop wild bills hobby shop in irving texas you should check it out so um speaking of income uh we'll throw this uh we'll throw this out there because i need to uh we need to do this oh that graphic is gone too but we can put this one on that's weird we have oh, I swear I did not delete anything when I was sitting there. No, I I I I don't think you did. But this is <laughs> oh, okay. So hold folks, on here. For, well, well, <laughs> while Jason ahead. is doing that, let's 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 tell you briefly of the saga of Saturday morning. So, as most of you know, when when we're doing Good Morning Multiverse, or Jason primarily is doing Good Morning Multiverse, Jason's sitting at the control board, and so with him being in Chicago. Um, and clearly not being able to work the control board from Chicago. Uh, <laughs> he and I spent, you know, talking over what we're going to do and mapping it out. And he gave me this great list. And we went, I went over and practiced and, and did things. And we get in in the morning and, and we had some upload issues. And because the internet connection at the, ho- at the hotel was not terribly fast. So stuff that was expected to be there, you know, the night before was got there, but it got there late and blah, blah, blah. So in the morning I was kind of scrambling around to put things together and we were, we were going to get off late and we did get off late, but we were going to be okay. Everything was, everything was lined up. Everything was in place. We we're ready to go. And we get, we had this really great uh, graphic, uh, you know, special report graphic and all this cool stuff. And, and, Jason is supposed to introduce this from Chicago, and then I hit the button to go to the the, the graphic. We have all this cool stuff happens, and we get Jason, <laughs> and the and Jason's wireless mouse setup, which has got a wireless mouse and a wireless pen, which is really kind of neat, um, froze completely. And no matter what I would do, it wouldn't work. I unplugged it. I unplugged it from its own plug. I unplugged it from the computer. I plugged it back in. And all this is going on while Jason is very, very gamely trying to just keep going <laughs> in Chicago. And yeah. only, the only thing I can do, because he's using his phone, so I can't really text him because oh, he's using I, his phone. The, okay, so so as I'm going, and, and this became this became a thing when we broadcast the uh, the costume reveal from Walking and Rolling Costumes the, oh, in the yeah. afternoon. I'm um, I'm sitting there, and and I've I've got my cam my phone as the camera, and we're broadcasting, and um, all of a sudden, you know, we've got we're using Google as the call so we don't get uh, don't get locked out and and you know we can go longer in the in the call because uh, normally we use zoom and that limits us to 40 minutes and I knew we were gonna need to do something something different so we use Google 
and there's a chat widget in Google. And so uh, Tim is communicating to me through through that chat widget. And I'm also getting text messages from Mindy, and I'm also getting text <laughs> messages from Maya in another group. So I've got little ping, tag, text, 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 little flashes of things while I'm trying to shoot. I was like, I can't answer because I got to, you know, that means I got to flip and do and that. Uh, oh, it was something. But yeah, it was, um, it was an exercise in improvisation, I, mm-hmm. I think, and adaptation. Uh, and which, yeah, as soon as as soon as the call ends, as soon as Jason's like, okay, I'm just gonna have to end this because there's yeah. nothing else I can do. Uh, which he actually, you know, he he made it, got to show some cosplayers and and take us through the line uh, a little bit of, of security and all the kind of some things that are actually kind of fun to watch. Um, and then as soon as he gets done, I shut off the computer. And I reboot it, and the mouse still doesn't work. And I'm like, "Oh God, Jason's oh, yeah. mouse is just dead." <laughs> and then on, on just you know, because I'm because I'm a stubborn uh, person, I rebooted it again, and it finally came back. And I'm like, oh, "Yeah, seriously." <laughs> well, and and I do have uh, I do have a piece that's working here, so I can now uh, let you know that we have a sponsor for this show, SuperheroStuff.com. Uh, if you go place your order and you uh, enter the promo code Sci-Fi for Me Ten when you check out, and uh, you know go to to pay for your order, you will get ten percent off uh, everything there. So uh, that can be used in combination with sale prices and discounts. And let me turn that off. <sighs> I I already turned my phone down. I don't know. You're just like. <laughs> Well, I you know I've got I've I've got so many things happening here because of everything that I've been doing today. I have been on the go since six a.m. this morning, and I got uh, I got two articles written. We got your review of Jordan Peele's Us posted. So I had very very spoiler light for those of you who are yeah. who are who want to avoid spoilers. So there we will had be, no, there will ahead. be a later there will be a later. Spoiler heavy review. Dustin and I are going to dive into it after we finish The Walking Dead because okay. we have two more epi- two more episodes to review. The the most recent one in, in next week's uh, season finale, and then we'll get into a very spoilery review of us. But for now, you guys can find a, a spoiler safe. I will say, go see the movie if you're a ho- if you're a horror fan. If you're yeah. a horror fan. If you're, if you're not a horror fan, there's some fantastic acting in it. <laughs> and I mean, it's, it's the acting is fantastic, right. but well, but it's a, but it is a horror film, so be aware. Yeah, and I've never been one for horror. So when when they came in and said, "Hey, we're doing a, a an early screening RSVP for the you know press screening and whatnot," and I was like, "Up, oh, this is Tim's. Let let Tim do it." Um, but the other thing is, uh, you know, having having all of this, uh, you know, these the two app, you know, the Apple stream, the PlayStation stream, and getting all of that set up and figured out, and and. Um, one of the articles that I posted this morning is a, an article about a new project over on Indiegogo that Chuck Dixon is working on. He's reviving his run of Airboy, mm-hmm. which he did uh, 50, 50 issues at Eclipse Comics. Right. And then it did a few others at, uh, at Antarctic Press later. But this, this current project here is picking up basically at issue 51 after his Eclipse Comics run. And in the first forty, the first 20, 24 hours, there were over fifty percent of gold. 
And so it, it popped up in my Facebook feed. So I went ahead and did an article. And I think maybe it was, oh, what, about three hours ago or you know, four hours ago. I, I'm looking through all of this stuff. And I see on Facebook that the article has been shared by Chuck Dixon. I was like, well, my day's been made. It's It's been an overall good day. Um, but yeah, that was, that was fun to see. And we've had a spike in traffic today. I've been very happy to see that because, you know, with, with the review of us and the Chuck Dixon article, we've actually gotten into double digits of traffic of people actually coming to the site. So yay. I'm happy with that. But yeah, C2E2 was an interesting experience because everything that could have gone wrong did <laughs> and we managed to still get our broadcast out uh even though it's not the best uh videos but you know we 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 did what we what we went there to do i say we and 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 i i make the joke that you know it's just me but i took everybody along with me in the broadcast so it was kind of a kind of a we not a royal we but it was a royal pain because of all of the tech problems that we had. Because originally, I was not supposed to go alone. My camera person got sick with the stomach flu. No fault of, of, of hers. So, you know, then I didn't have a camera. Uh, so, you know, normally on all of this stuff, we have things set up and we do, you know, we do... And so now I have to be my own camera operator. I'm like, well, okay, selfie stick. Let's see if we can make this work. And then, of course, the the earbuds that I bought, brand new for this, um, the microphone kept cutting in and out. And it, it turns out the the microphone on my phone was doing the same thing. So I can only assume that the noise level inside the hall was such that the microphone just decided, nope, too much, I got to choke. So ended up having to switch to our wireless microphone, and I reach in the camera bag to get out the stick mic, the handheld microphone, you you attach it to the the transmitter, and you've got your handheld microphone, and it wasn't in the bag. So I ended up having to use the lavalier microphone instead of the handheld microphone. So I've got this little itty bitty microphone on a cord. I'm I'm back and forth and trying to make it work, and at the same time I'm 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 having to hold the camera with the selfie stick and make sure that the selfie stick didn't didn't wobble and move enough and and maintain my shot and talk to the person that I'm interviewing all at the same time. I was like I need three arms. It was crazy. It was crazy. And then, of course, we would, you know, have all of these text messages pop up, you know, sounds off or, you know, no audio or the picture or something, uh, you know, and then all of a sudden, mouse is dead. The, the pen and the mouse are gone. I have no joy. It's gone. It's done. It's not working. Nothing's here. I'm just, I'm just a passenger now. I'm just a passenger like, now. Oh, great. <laughs> So yeah, and the fun part the fun part was is that it's not just Jason and I communicating here. It's we have several other people who are who are sending messages in too. And it's like I, I put out you know okay I've got you know I said like I, I literally said there's I, I have no joy. I mean we are we are out here. And then people were like the pictures out of 
the sounds out of my that is what no joy means <laughs> yeah well how, how much clearer do i have to be uh well and one of the things that we figured was uh in order to make it easier on tim as far as you know button pushing or whatever is if everybody as many of the team called in on the live mm-hmm. call then we wouldn't have to be worried so much about pushing buttons for playback of all of the different recording things. Right. But as soon as his, as soon as everything died here, we couldn't do any of that. Fortunately, right. we had gotten past. Uh, you know, uh, Mindy had done her events list, and and Dan had done his science report, and they were back on me. Uh, and, and, and the, the Google call was up. So we were able to kind of improvise the weather forecast a little bit. And then all of a sudden I see a text is just, you know, it's, it's all yours. Do whatever. I was like, okay, I'll (laughs) just wing it for the rest of the hour. But we managed to get a good hour in, Yeah, I thought, um, and seeing the, Seeing the the show this, uh, as big as it is, as big as C two uh, C two E two is, and looking at some of the other events, I have come to the conclusion that there is absolutely no way that we can do this well with just one person. Oh <laughs> it's no. Just, no, no, there's no. just no way. I was like, oh, there's so much, there's so much I'm not able to do. Um, but as as in in the midst of all of that, uh, we got in touch with Starfest in Denver, and we have now I've I have now uh, gotten co- confirmation that we do have media passes for Starfest in Denver. So that's a new one that we've added to our list of events, and we're in discussion to do there what we did at Worldcon and Planet Comic Con. Which is the big full, you know, broadcasting from the from the show and everything. Now yeah. it's it's laid out a little bit different, so we wouldn't be broadcasting from the show floor, but there's a space where that would be uh, something, oh, okay. someplace for us to get set up. Now I have not got word back yet because that's got to go into discussions with various other people and committees and sure, whatever. Right. But um, I'm hopeful. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hold my breath. But you know, it'd be nice to get there. the 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 challenge to all of these things is paying for it i mean we've got uh we've set up a subscribe star account which you know five dollars you can subscribe and you could help you know help support us that way and we're in the midst of putting together an indiegogo campaign that i had hoped to have launched before now but we haven't done that yet because we still got a couple of levels that we're trying to figure out and then in the middle of all of this um, there was a there was a message that popped up on Instagram and Twitter from Thomas over at Multiverse Tonight. He he has done uh, he's done stuff for us before, uh, congratulating us on our tenth anniversary. I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> I haven't even said anything about our tenth anniversary because the the original idea was to you know use C two E two as our you know our anniversary thing. We were going to do some stuff, and of course that whole thing fell apart. But yeah, we're ten years old. <laughs> we haven't done anything for it yet. <sighs> A whole year. We're ten years old this whole year. I, well, yes, and and there are some things that I'm that I'm working on. April is going to be a killer month if if everything comes together the way I hope it comes together, 
April is going to be a, a, a signature month for us. Um, and I've already I've already gotten a couple of interviews done for what I, what I want to do for April, but I can't tell you yet. Nope, can't do that. See, because it uh, before April first, it would spoil the surprise. April right. April first, there's a surprise. We're going to announce a couple of things, and then the whole month of April is something. But I can't tell you because it's too it's too good to just. <laughs> Let it just tell you. you know, I'm I'm so looking forward to it. If everything, if all of the pieces come into place the way I want it to, it's going to be a phenomenal month. So, yeah. um, I'm excited because <laughs> we've gotten, you know, there there are some some discussions still to be had with regard to, um, you know, advertising and sponsorships and stuff for our events and. You know, the the challenge now is just marshalling all the resources to be able to get to all of these events. Right. Um, you know, we've got Planet Comic Con coming up this weekend, and we have two passes to WonderCon in Anaheim, California, which is also this weekend, but I couldn't find anybody to go and do it. Um, so, you know, if we had had the money, then, you know, one or two of us could fly out there. We could cover WonderCon while somebody's down here doing Planet Comic Con, and we do the Google call and you know live live from Anaheim, live from Kansas sure. City, live from Dallas, and and do that sort of thing. Oh, speaking of which, speaking of money, as we are, uh, we have submitted an application to FedEx for their small business grant. They have a a, a contest going on right now. Uh, where selected businesses, small businesses that they choose, whatever criteria that they're using, uh, gets money. And it's not an insignificant amount of money. And there are um, uh, there's a voting process and, and it's that's not the end all be all factor on their decision, but it certainly does help. You can vote once every 24 hours. And if you go to our website in the right hand column, you'll see right there the little vote for us uh, FedEx box. Uh, but there's also a link on our Facebook page. The the header image that's on our Facebook page right now has a link to the the voting gallery as well. Now, some of you may do a – if you go onto FedEx's uh, small business contest page and it says, you know, search the gallery for the thing, don't search sci-fi for me. You have to search Flaming Dog Media because that's the LLC that, that we operate under. Uh, Sci-fi for me is the product, and and Flaming Dog Media is the is the company. So uh, that's why we've just put a we've put a link so it goes directly to it, and you don't have to have to do any search for it. Um, but every little bit helps. Not not being able to see what you got up visually, you want to throw up an image of the website and show them where it is so they can. Okay, I think I can do that. Let's see here. Um, but I got to take that off of that this let's do this site <clears throat> okay so i'm going to call up the i'm going to call up ba -bum -bum -ba. let's turn that off okay so here is oh there's a graphic missing off of our website too what in the world is going on 
Okay, that's interesting. Okay, so here's our website. For those of you who've never seen our website, here's our website. And uh, down right there, the FedEx link is right there. Help us help us uh, with our small business grant. If you click on this, then it takes you to this, uh, well, it should, well, that's not going to do it. So let's do this. FedEx. I just, you know, it's not even Tuesday yet. So you go to the, the the FedEx Small Business Grant Contest. There we are, Flaming Dog Media, LLC, Kansas City. Now this setup, this photograph here, this is our setup from Worldcon in 2016. This is where we. Uh, have changed the paradigm for convention coverage. I'm just going to I'm just going to show you here how easy this is to uh, to vote. It's just like that, and you click "I'm not a robot," and you have to tell people you're not a robot. And oh, there is no crosswalk in that. And then vote, and it says. Oh, I've already voted today. But anyway, that's how easy it is. You just put in your name and your email and click on vote and you're all set. So that's that's that. <clears throat> so how was your weekend, Tim? <laughs> uh, aside aside from entertainment value of Saturday, of Saturday morning, um, which, you know, um, yeah, you know, look, technology. Where the the fact that you're actually we're actually able to do talk about even doing things like this is something that really a few years ago was not even something you could do. Yeah. So the 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 the, the technical glitches, while frustrating, are not debilitating. I mean, we're not we're not sitting there and going, we're we can't do this now because we had a bad weekend. Uh, it's just going, okay, this is a thing that can happen, and and we knew because we we knew that we. Um, we might have transmission problems coming from inside the convention center because we've done stuff from inside convention centers before. Yes. And we know that we have, sometimes your signal is terrible. Yeah. I used to go, you know, going to, going into planet comic con and even trying to, to like take a picture at a panel and send the picture out, you know, just a single photograph sent out through email or through text and couldn't get anything out. I mean, this is stuff that we've, we've been through this before. Yeah, this well, and and you know this coming this coming weekend with Planet, I don't even know what kind of signal we're going to get because I think we're going to yeah. have to, we're going to end up having to use our own hotspots because right. you know, circumstances have changed for us in terms of what what the convention does, what we do, what other people are doing in terms of who's 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 managing what resources, um, and you know it's we're we're feeling the effects of some regime change shall i say in in some of the not uh not the the upper uh echelons of management but i'd say middle management uh, people have changed and so relationships have changed and and um Quite frankly, it's a little bit frustrating, but I'm not going to get into that. We are going to we are going to be out at Planet in some way, shape, or form. We just haven't exactly found out how yet. Um, which, 
you know, here it is Monday, and I don't know where we're going to be uh, as far as where our space is. Uh, Melinda says she just voted. Thank you very much for uh, for that support. Uh, yeah. And it's it's kind of interesting that we've gotten you know we did the relaunch we came back in january which was two months earlier than we originally planned well i hadn't planned on coming back at all and then we thought well okay we come back for the 10th anniversary and then then march became january and suddenly two months of planning are gone we we jumped (laughs) early and now we're doing six shows on a regular basis um and you know we've we've brought uh, Zant on board to augment our our uh, video game coverage, so that's going to start up again. And mm-hmm. we're talking about you know some different things there for him to do. Um, and then all of a sudden, I mean, it's just like knocking down dominoes. We've got all of these events that are suddenly clearing us for media passes. Yeah. You know, all con in Dallas and, and you know, Planet Comic Con here and C2E2 for the very first time ever. Um, WonderCon for the first time ever. And I think, I don't want to jinx it, but I think we've got two passes for San Diego Comic Con. But I have to check. Um, Wizard World St. Louis has given us passes. We've got Starfest now in Denver. We've got Fan Expo in Dallas. We've got Smallville Con. We've got uh, Star Wars Celebration. We've got Fan X Salt Lake. And it's like uh, stepping on rocks across the pond, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. It, every weekend, there's something from now to the beginning of May. We we can do an event every weekend. We've got media passes all the way up through the beginning of May. And the beginning of May, Fan Expo Dallas is also the same weekend as Free Comic Book Day. Right, yeah. Which we have plans in the works for stuff there. So it's it's a hugely, tremendously crazy busy time. If we get to all of them, and I, you yeah. know, like I said before, I don't think we're going to make it to WonderCon, but um, yeah, it's. I, I don't know why we've gotten all of these media passes, especially <laughs> given that we're so short staffed. I mean, I'm, we're looking at all of the stuff that needs to be done, yeah, as opposed to all of the stuff that can be done since, be, you know, we're. We're understaffed. Uh, we've got no budget. And, and I keep getting told we just do what we can do and and we just manage and do what we can. But, you know, I'm, I'm the one that – how shall I put this? When things go wrong <laughs> – kind of take it a little personally and uh and there are there are moments uh, when especially when i'm tired and and tim you could probably uh identify where it's you know you have to fight the spiral you've Mm -hmm. got to because you know and and saturday after all of that mess with everything i you know i walked in on friday and I and just saw how big C2E2 was. 
I mean, there's a ton of people there. And here I am all by myself, this little podunk website that's got no audience, and all I've got is my smartphone and my selfie stick, and I'm supposed to be press. You know, it just, I just wasn't feeling it. I was like, what am I doing here? And, um, and funnily enough, I ran, I ran across, uh, I ran across another YouTube channel that was there. They had a space. Uh, so obviously they had money. Uh, and they had a setup very similar to what I had had thought of at, at one point with some truss and some lights and they got yeah. a little they got a little podium and thing for all of their it's a podcast and they've got just over a thousand subscribers on their YouTube channel and I was talking to them and they're just like we can't figure out how to crack it to get more viewers mm-hmm. right. and I was like I hear you we we don't you know we're we're not able to find it either because you know we have to get over a thousand before it opens up some of the monetization tools that we used to have right but now or we don't because models. yeah youtube keeps changing everything um i i don't even know that i'm going to respond to that mindy but anyway um being a little sarcastic in the in the chat she is <clears throat> by the way for those of you who are not uh watching those of you who are listening to this as a podcast later uh you can watch us live uh normally at saturday saturday at two o'clock right. um in in this is a kind of a special circumstance i don't know what we're going to be doing this saturday because we're going to be out at planet the plan is to do a live version of the show out there right um, and it's slightly complicated by the fact that i actually have a film shoot this weekend where i'm acting in um so uh which i will which will not be taking me off entirely for the weekend my my portion of the shoot is not as involved as some other uh, actors in the film so I do have – I'm expecting to have some availability this weekend. Um, supposedly, I'm going to see a call sheet either tonight or tomorrow morning, which will make it a lot easier to say, okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, as anyone who's ever worked on a film shoot knows, a call sheet and the times you're expected to be on set and when you're expected to be done on set are really <laughs> nice ideas. <laughs> That sometimes have no actual resemblance to reality, but I am going, you know, knowing, knowing the size of my part versus the size of other people's part does mm. tell me I'm not, you know, there's, unless things go completely insane. Just remember what Captain Barbosa said. They're more like guidelines than yeah. rules, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, now we have, I've been on sets where, where call sheets have been like, you know, the people have been on it. But I've also been on many, many a set, usually my own, uh, when I'm directing, where a call sheet is like, well, we all showed up at the right time. When we're done, <laughs> yeah. that's another story. Yeah, wait a minute. We got an 8 a.m. call. We don't get our first shot off until 11. What's what's going on here? Uh, Thomas yeah. has offered to step in uh, and and fill in. But and I and I expect Thomas, you'll probably get some some time regardless, one way or the other. So. Um, Thank be, you, Thomas. Be prepared. Be very prepared. Um, 
I have no idea what we're going to talk about, but um, I'm sure we'll come up with some stuff. That's right. But the the model that we're trying to develop, uh, and and I thought we did a fairly good job with it on uh, at Worldcon and then at Planet in in uh, mm-hmm. 2017. Yeah. You gotta have you gotta have more than two people. You gotta have more than. You know, oh, yeah. I, I'd say for us to do it right, we need at least six people. Because you've got to have people at sure, the, in sure. your space. You got to have your people, your your anchors, and that can rotate. You know, your people there. Hey, how are you doing? Here we are down here right. at the event. And then you get people on the floor doing interviews. Maya has has done that for us in the past, and she's very good at you know finding those people to talk to. And she's you know she's our interviewer and you know the reporter on the floor type of thing. But then we also need people in the in the uh, panels. Right. And, you know, you either live tweet or take notes or record or or do whatever and make sure that um, that we have things that we can post afterwards, whether it's, you know, come by the booth and you sit down and you say, here's what they just did, talked about in the panel or you make your notes and, and you know, record your sound bites or whatnot. So we mm-hmm. can put together either a video package or a podcast or write an article or something. All of that's really hard to do if it's just one person on the ground. Yeah, well, considering the sheer number of, of really great panels that we know that we weren't able to get to, just at Planet alone, over the years where it's been, you know, even when, even at our, even when we've had what we could really call a fairly full staff, there's always something going on that you aren't at. Yeah. Because it's the, the old, when I was a boy, um, <laughs> Back in the 80s, when we would do cons, and I actually helped run some of the, uh, the science fiction conventions out of Wichita back when I was on uh, a couple, couple of boards for those when I was in, in high school, um, which was nice that they actually got you know, some of the younger folks involved in helping running things. Uh, but you, know, you might have like four rooms. You know, it was it, the you had a screening room, and you had you had a, a a room for all the vendors, and then you might have two or three different panels going on at any given time. You know, those days are done. Right, they're long, long gone. You're talking about places where you can have twenty panels at a time, or you can talking about you know multiple screening rooms and and all these different things. And of course, you know the day you know you could spend all day just wandering around the vendor floor. Uh, and and. Uh, that would be a lot of fun. We, not, I guess, what, two or three years ago, you and I basically set off and we just sort of wandered around the vendor floor with nothing to do. We had no place we had to be. Oh, yes. I remember it was, that. It was so strange. It was weird. <laughs> it was very, very weird. It was unnerving. No end. It was like, well, wait a minute. We, it, it feels like we should be somewhere right exactly. now. And it was, it was kind of cool because I got to, got to look at stuff, but it was also like, mm-hmm. all right. Since I'm here, what am I not doing that I'm supposed to be doing right, right. now? <laughs> and and I have to say that um, now, with all of the things that we're doing and all mm-hmm. of the things that need to be done, yeah. I that I am in a perpetual state of what am I not getting done? Right. You know, there's yeah. there. You know, I'm I'm making lists and lists of lists and I'm constantly through my head because I, you know besides this i have my client work my actual work work 
Right. And then I also do stagehand work. So, you know, there I'm being pulled in all of these different directions and I'm thinking, you know, it would be really nice to just do one thing. <laughs> just just one thing. <laughs> no kidding. One thing. And if the mag, you know, if if this were to become a thing where we were making enough money that everybody gets paid and we can concentrate on doing this, that would be fantastic. Yeah. Um I just don't know that you know i I don't know how to make that happen i don't know how to make that go and it's it's frustrating for me mainly because there are all of these people that are putting in all of this work that i can't you know i can say thanks but i can't i can't there's no tangible compensation for this you know Mm, you're putting in all the time and effort and all of that so that's frustrating but um, sure. I don't know. Hopefully, you know, maybe maybe FedEx will uh, will be kind to us. <laughs> our, 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 our poor street urchins. Please, sir, can I, I have, have some, some money? More? <laughs> yes, yes, that's right. Oh, speaking. Of, did yeah. Did you see? Um, I thought I saw it on. Uh, I think I saw it on Instagram. Um, coming up, there is going to be. I think I want to say a live Q and A with Tim Curry from his home. Oh wow! Um, and they've been. I guess I guess they've been talking about something. But there's there's something I can't remember exactly where I saw it today. But it was um, uh, it was uh, Tim Curry just answering a bunch of questions. So maybe some maybe an interview, you know, behind the scenes interview or whatnot, mm-hmm. and. Even with the stroke that he that he suffered, um, he seems to have recovered a good portion of his uh, faculties. You know, mm-hmm. ability to communicate. You can still understand what he says. I mean, he still sounds like Tim Curry, mm-hmm. um, and it's and it's interesting to watch him move past that and still be able to function. And it, and it was like, yep, that's still him. And and. It's interesting that his voice now sounds like he's doing – it sounds like one of his characters, but it's now actually his voice. And it's yeah. it's really interesting to, to, to see that. But um, I'm glad that he's able to do that, of course. Um, man, there's so much stuff that's going on. Uh, and uh, – you know, a lot of cosplayers out at C two E two, of course. Funnily enough, I did not see that many cosplayers wearing Carol Danvers Captain Marvel costumes. Well, I, was, I was thinking about that, and I actually, because um, you mentioned that on Saturday, and I went and I looked at the costume itself, and I realized, well, well, certainly there are some folks who who really dive into making really elaborate costumes. Mm. That's not a fairly cheap process. It's a pretty elaborate costume. It is. And um, on Saturday, well, Saturday afternoon, I think I saw, I think I ended up seeing three through the day. Mm -hmm. Uh, Friday, I saw somebody wearing a Captain Marvel jacket that was that pattern of her uniform. Uh, And I saw one Kamala Khan Miss Marvel the whole weekend. But yeah, I didn't see I didn't see Captain Marvel very much. I saw I saw Shazam Captain Marvel, two or three of them, four mm-hmm. of them, and Mary Marvel. I saw several Mary Marvels. Um, 
And that movie is getting all sorts of crazy fun, positive reviews. That yeah. you know, everybody is looking forward to that one. People are sitting there going, "This, you know, DC's knocked it out of the park." So I'm looking forward to seeing that one because well, and and we talked we talked about this not too long ago, um, episode or two episodes ago, where we talked about DC's new slate, and I saw articles basically saying that the Joker film is for all the, the the buzz there's a whole lot of behind the scenes stuff going on that if people are going this may be it may look really cool and folks are excited but it also may have a lot of baggage backs. well there's apparently there's a whole lot of rewrites ha- were were a whole lot of rewrites happening as they were shooting more and the, and the, for those for those folks if you hear someone say there's rewriting happening on set Feature films do this all the time. This is not a new thing. This is, but there are, but there there's, are there's rewrites and there's rewrites. Right, exactly. And so what I've been hearing, and again, this is this is nothing that I can sit there and go. This person who is a verified source, da 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 da, da right? Yeah, yeah. This, you know, but there's talk that it's been um, a bit of a mess. Now that said, many many films that were a bit of a mess turned out to be really really great movies yeah that's just but 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 most of the time we hear about how i mean you know casablanca you know the stars hated each other i mean you know they they actually were writing the script on set because you know i mean you know it's these things happen Mm -hmm. but that said you know we'll see we'll see how it comes out but for all the excitement for all the fact that dc may have really kind of changed by well, embracing this, you know, we'll see what happens. And and the reviews that I'm seeing of uh, of Shazam so far, I mean, they they're they're spoiler free right. so far, but um, all of them are consistent in saying that the movie you see in the trailer is not the movie you're going to see on the screen, which is good. Which is good. It's good. It is darker. Mm, sure. Um, I'm hearing that the beginning of the film focuses essentially Savannah's origin story before we get into, you know, Billy Batson and Shazam. Uh-huh. Um, now, one thing that I saw at the DC booth in C2E2, they have reprinted the new 52 Shazam number one that Jeff Johns wrote. Right. And of course, did all the movie packaging and you know branding and and stuff, and um, that one doesn't you know Savannah doesn't figure into that one. What Ooh, they've done is sure. they've adapted it. essentially. Essentially, Savannah is is the Black Adam character in this one mm-hmm. um, because you you see that's one of the things that I was wondering about seeing the seeing the the trailers where. Savannah has has got lightning powers or whatever. I'm like, that's not right. He's not supposed to have that. Well, apparently there's a reason for it. It's in the story. So I'm not going to spoil it, but um, I haven't seen the movie yet. I'm looking forward to it. I think we're going to get into a preview screening here in the next few days. But um, yeah, I want to see all it all of the buzz is positive. I think it's like 98. Is uh, Tom, Thomas says 93 percent on Rotten Tomatoes right now. So that's... Well, and I, I, I think it has the advantage in some ways of... 
it had a it's had a fairly successful several fairly successful to varying degrees uh comic runs over the last say say 10 years mm-hmm. where they brought it back or or captain marvel or, or shazam or captain marvel however it's you captain want to call marvel. He's I, know, marvel. I know i know captain i know marvel. i know i know but i mean he's he's had appearances and the marvel family has had appearances at various points pretty on and off pretty pretty successfully over the last decade so there's a newer younger audience which has enjoyed him but there's also there's also the older audience some of us who remember certain saturday morning tv shows which don't hold up all that well aside of nostalgia i i have i have a point of pride i have bragging rights um (laughs) when i was in college at the university of north texas we made a movie Mm -hmm. uh it was not a very good movie but it was a movie. Um, it was a feature film that was actually a feature film that was, uh, you know, we had a guy. He had money. He decided he wanted to make a movie, and so uh, we we made a movie. Our film instructor, Fred Watkins, was an actual film producer, director, and he said, okay, well, this would be a good experience for the students. And so we made a feature film about a rugby coach. It was uh, – it was an interesting tale. It was an interesting experience. It really was. Um, I almost died, but <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a story in and of itself. Um, but the star of this movie was one Jackson Bostwick. Oh, really? Who was the original CBS Saturday Morning Captain Marvel? And I thought it was so cool that I was working with Captain Marvel. It was great. It was fantastic. And of course, I, I, at that time, my temper was a little bit more volatile than it is nowadays. And and being the key grip, you know, I'm responsible for rigging everything up and getting everything set up and and whatnot. And there were people on the crew that probably could have been a little bit more focused let's say mm, sure so there were a couple of times that i got i got a little i got a little huffy and got a little frustrated and i and i distinctly remember we were in a we were in one of the dorms shooting a scene and i was i was just kind of you know you know off in a corner stewing and jackson was in there and he sat down he and he said let me tell you he said don't ever let them get to you because if they get to you, they win. You have to, you have to just blow. You know, you just have to let it, let it get past you, and not let it bother you so much. I was like, and and the whole time I was there, thinking I'm getting life, I'm getting life advice from Captain Marvel. Like, you, know, I just, you know, I'm getting professional experience. Just Jackson Bosworth, but to me, he's always going to be Captain Marvel. I mean, John Daly came in after that and played the part, but for me, Jackson Bostwick is Captain Marvel. And uh, and he's since gone on. He's he's taught film classes in Tennessee, um, and and there is a possibility that he's going to be at Texas Frightmare Weekend, which is the All same right. same weekend as Fan Expo Dallas. So I'm hoping mm-hmm. maybe that we could get. And I've also reached out to him to see if I could get an interview with him, maybe get his reaction to the new movie. Because, sure, you know, this right. is Captain Marvel. And what does he think about the new movie? Um, but I haven't heard back from him yet. We're, we're looking forward to that. But <coughs> – excuse me. But, yeah, it's it's those things. There's there's a lot of emotional ups and downs with what we do here. And um, 
when I'm tired and I get frustrated, you know, and start to spiral a little bit. And then I'm like, well, okay, well, what am I doing here? But Friday, Friday was like that. It was, it was yeah. one of these, you know, this is too big. We're, we're not, you know, it's one of these, we're not worthy moments. And, um, Saturday, you know, Saturday, the broadcast went fine, but there's that emotional letdown when everything stops and you're done and you're like, oh, okay. On the one hand, that wasn't so bad. On the other hand, it was a complete disaster. (laughs) And you're like, you know, you're kind of going back and forth between these two emotional extremes the entire weekend. And then, you know, on the, on the way back. It hits you that we got to do it all over again the next week, <laughs> and hopefully it goes well. It goes better. Uh, I don't know. We'll have to see how planet goes. It's gonna be. Uh, it's gonna be. It's it. Yeah, it'll be a trip. So we do always end up with entertaining stories. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Hey, hey! If you get, as long as as long as you get a good story out of it. There's an argument to be made that that's a win. I suppose. Oh, that um here's here's a story. Um C2E2 was this this past weekend was the very first time that Paul Rudd was at C2E2. Mm-hmm. Um he was there as part of the Clueless reunion that they had. Right, yeah. Uh and of course, you know, Ant-Man and you know, all the Marvel stuff and whatnot. Um and he got a photo. He did, they they did a photo op with the walking and rolling costume guys. Uh, Lon Sun Shay does. Uh, I think his name is Shay. I may have that wrong. Um, he's got an Ant Man costume uh, for his wheelchair. That basically the he he's Ant Man, but there's the ant that goes over the wheelchair. Like he's he's on the you know the, uh, right, yeah. Anthony. And uh, and so there's a photograph. You, you look on Walking and Rollins' uh, social media. There's uh, there's Paul with with that. Um, but his the the volunteers that were standing out there at the at the autograph line, uh, they were talking about you know this is Paul's first time and all this. I mean this line was just snaking back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Was, oh, this is a really long line. And I said, "How you know? It's his first time here." And so yeah, it's, it's it going well. Everything's going fine. It's like, oh yeah, he's such a nice guy. He's just been nice to everybody. He's all considerate and everything. And I'm saying like, "Well, that's very good." And I said, "I'll have to send his. I'll have to send his mother a note." <laughs> you know, because I'm sitting there like, "I don't." And and you get you get those moments where you realize just how surreal that sounds. <laughs> and I'm thinking. I could, yeah, you know, just off the cuff, I was like, yeah, I could, send, you know, I could send Paul's mother an email and just say, you know, there was a lot of positive feedback for for Paul first being there, and I thought, how many people can sit there and say, you know, whatever, you know, this kind of thing, you know, I we know Captain Marvel and and we know Ant Man's mother, and I was like, this is <laughs> this is just nuts. I know. One uh, of my one of my my Facebook memories popped up. Uh-huh. Was when was when oh god I don't know four or five years ago five years six years ago maybe, um, Gil Gerard was at Planet Comic Con and I got to shake his hand and, and Ooh, have, yeah. have a have a minute with him, and because I had when I was uh, like thirty years ago thirty plus years ago when I was a kid I actually met him at a Boy Scout jamboree in Wichita, 
All right, and, right. Remember you telling so, about that. And so, you know, and I got to shake his hand there when I was a kid and then as an adult, and I was just like the the Facebook post was basically saying, you know, I got to shake Buck Rogers' hand twice in my lifetime. <laughs> and that's just I mean, it's a it's a surreal thing when you think about how how so many people just have never seen that show. Yeah. Uh so but but for for a certain generation, he was he's always going to be Buck Rogers, and 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 then I, I was as I was looking at that memory today, I saw that my sister um, had popped up that she remembered that she'd been at that Boy Scout jamboree as well with my you know my family was there right and so so she was a little little kid because um, she you know, I'm, I'm four years older than she is and so she was just like I remember that <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's kind of wild. Well, and and uh, Mindy had the other day. She had one pop up where she she had a photograph uh, that she that she had of her and George R. R. Martin at WorldCon. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't get an interview, but she got a selfie. Hmm. Right. Um, chased him out of the bathroom for it too. Um, so it was one of those things. Where I was like, I'm going to get a picture with George R. R. Martin, and, and her bail was not that. Big. <laughs> I mean, uh. <laughs> but it's those it's those moments, and you know, I remember when uh, when my son James interviewed Sylvester McCoy, and he was all nervous, and he was all you know, I what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And I looked at him, and I said, You just have to remember, these people are just people. There are people like everybody else, and you know they just they you, they just want to be treated like normal. You know, don't don't go all all gaga or anything over it. Just you know, just talk to them. They're just folks. And I have to remind myself. Yeah, I, I oh yeah, I apply that pretty much all the time. You know, to me, it's you know we've met so many so many celebrities now that it's kind of old hat. But at the same time, there's that. There's that undercurrent of squee underneath where you're just like, I'm, you know, I'm on stage with the Green Arrow. You right. know, I you know, did the panel with Stephen Amell, did the panel with, with Ming-Na Wen. I'm on the stage with Agent A. You know, this is yeah. so cool. Yeah. Yeah. But um, then at the same time, you're just like, well, you know, don't don't freak out. Don't freak out. Don't freak out. And it's funny because I remember I remember a story that um my cousin ernie lived in uh outside of eureka springs arkansas and this would have been probably 1980 i think 81 mm-hmm. 79 maybe 80 and we were visiting family in arkansas and ernie was home and he was telling us that uh he had been downtown in, in eureka and was standing on the on the corner, getting ready to cross the street. And he looks across the street, and there's Carrie Fisher standing there. I was like, "What in the world's Carrie Fisher doing in in Eureka Springs, Arkansas, of all places? Well, she's just gone to get away." And he was the only one who recognized her. And this is, of course, back before Star Wars was a huge thing. I think it was before Empire had come out. And he, he was the only one who recognized her and went up, talked to her just a little bit, you know, said hi. And he ended up showing her around town all day. Spent the day with Carrie Fisher. And he comes to tell us about it. Is it well, did you get her autograph? He's like, no, I didn't even think about it. Look, you spent the entire day with Princess Leia and you did not get her autograph? 
And now all these years later, I get it. You yeah. you you're like, you know, I don't want to impose. I got one. I got one selfie. I got a selfie with Ming Na Wen because I told myself I need to start doing this because this is, you know, from a, from a marketing standpoint, this is proof of performance. Look at these people that we've interviewed. But at the same time, I'm like, it, it just kind of feels odd to say, can I get a selfie with you? Can I take a picture with you? And I'm like, well, that's just, you know, I, I don't know. I'm a, and everything we're we're of two minds on different right. things, and yes, yeah. I get reminded Alan Dean Foster when I had when I when I interviewed Alan Dean Foster at Worldcon. I did have a fanboy moment a little bit because it's Alan was, Dean Foster. Well, yeah, you, know? it, you were hardly the only person having fanboy moments interviewing people at at Worldcon. Yeah, well, you made uh, you made uh, oh, who was it you were interviewing? Um, you made him late oh, to no. his panel. It's not my fault. <laughs> Yes. Um, <laughs> who was that that you were talking oh, to? Like, now you've said it. Niven. Yeah, David, yeah. David Niven. No, David. Larry Niven. No, who was... Oh, no, I'd love to have interviewed Larry Niven. That'd be fantastic. It wasn't Larry, it wasn't Larry Niven. Oh, for heaven's sakes. Oh. We're going to have to look that up. Um, any, anywho, uh, while, he's, while Tim's looking that up, um, we're actually... Almost out of time. When when did we start tonight? Did we have we oh God, have we oh. hit the hour? Have we hit the hour? <laughs> Probably. Ah, um, uh, but who cares? Well, I know, I know. We want to try and keep. We want we we try we try ever so ever so gracefully and not always with a great deal of success to be consistent. Yeah. Well, uh, and and you know one of the one of the reasons for that is I would love to syndicate these shows. Right. Exactly. And if. If we ever get to the point where we do uh, get to syndicate these things, we're going to have to really, really, really watch the clock. Um, oh, yeah, that's very true. There's no no question. Um, but so far, we don't have to, to worry about it yet. So we have yeah. we have consistently throughout the hour had four people watching the stream. So there's that. Well, there we go. Sometimes it's jumped David, up to five. David, David, Brin. David, David Brin. Brin. Yes, David, David Brin, Brin, who is an amazing, amazing writer. And even though both of us, Jason and I, are old men who forget things, um, like names. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, I, yeah, I, I, I was literally warning him ahead of time as we were doing the interview that I might just fanboy out on him. Yeah. And he was just like, "Don't worry about it." <laughs> and and the funny thing was, is is he just kept talking. Yeah, he was oh, just there having this conversation. And everything was going fine. It was great, and all of this. And his publicist is over here waving her. I was just like, he's got to get to his panel. Get to his, get I his wasn't panel. Keeping him there. I was just no. Talking he to was. The man. You know, we're just talking. We're just having a conversation because these people are just folks. Yeah. And I think sometimes I wonder how. I wonder if it might be a little bit refreshing for people who sit there and just talk to him like they're just people. And not I think to some degree go I think... all just crazy and and melt in their in their presence. You know, yeah. you just they're just people like everybody else. So anyway, so uh, so there was that weekend. So that was C two E two. We've got that one in the books. Came home, brought the book. Didn't get a t shirt. But uh, speaking of t shirts, um, that is. I think one of the perks that we're discussing for our Indiegogo campaign 
mm-hmm. if we ever get our Indiegogo campaign up and running. But uh, I want to. I I do want to. Um, I do want to tease a little something. Um, with regard to our Indiegogo campaign, because um, if we can get all of this put together, um, there is a level. Do it. Do well. No, I'm not going to give it away yet. I was about to. I was thinking. No, I don't think I, I'm going to do it because if the uh, uh. if the Indiegogo campaign doesn't go off, I don't want to make a promise that I can't deliver on. Sure, of course. Um, but yeah, we we really want to get our Indiegogo campaign off. In the meantime, if you would like to support our channel, there's a couple of a couple of ways you can do it. One, you can go to superherostuff.com and you can uh, enter the you know do whatever your your order that you would normally do. Enter the promo code sci-fi for me ten. You'll get ten percent off on on that. Um, and, uh, then we also have a subscribe star, uh, account that's set up. It's similar to Patreon without all of the mess that they have been going through. Uh, so just go to subscribestar.com slash sci-fi for me and, uh, $5 a month. You can support us. I think at some point we might put different levels on there, but, um, we haven't decided that yet, but what that'll do is that'll that'll at least get you access to a private Facebook group where we're going to start putting some behind-the-scenes elements and some mm-hmm. some extras and some things that specifically for that. So subscribe star, um, superherostuff.com, and uh, I guess you could always mail us a check. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, that's going to do it for us this week. Next week, uh, live from Planet Comic Con, uh, as they say down the south, good Lord willing, the creek don't rise. And uh, Which, unfortunately, with the, with the flooding, is a little yeah, bit... Uh... Yeah, a little bit too on the nose, isn't it? Okay, well, that's going to do it for us. Thanks very much, folks. For those of you who are watching the live stream here on YouTube on Sci-Fi For Me TV, uh, we appreciate you sticking around. And if you're listening to us uh, in a podcast... Uh, we appreciate you uh, doing that as well. And don't forget, you can watch us live on YouTube. We're also on uh, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And uh, we will be back with another episode next week. For all of us here at Sci-Fi For Me, I'm Jason Hunt. And I'm Timothy Harvey. That's going to do it. Let me hit that button and that button. Bye. This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi For Me Radio. Copyright 2019 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media.